Welcome to another Jeremy P. Picks the Game episode of Retrovaniacs. As always, I'm Jeremy Parmentier here with Billy Holiday. <laughs> Hello there. And Jeremy Gregory. And once again, glad I'm not Jeremy P. <laughs> <laughs> I may have given away a lot of the story of the episode right now, but that's okay. We'll get to the game we're talking about today, Alex Kidd and Miracle World for the Sega Master System. But before we do, Billy, what have you been playing since our last show? Well, well, first, I'm going to say I don't think you've given away anything. I think we 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 grade the Jeremy P. episodes on a different scale. Well, at the end, we'll determine if this is the worst game you've made us play. Oh, I think that's I think that's fair. I, um, I, I still find that unfair, but OK. <laughs> but what have I been playing? I, I'm in another one of those spells. I think it's I'm working some longer hours. I'm not getting a lot of time in. I'm just I'm just playing a little bit here and there, not really focusing on anything. However. Over the last week or so, I have caught the Fortnite bug. I thought I was going to avoid it. I think I'm a little late to the party with this thing. Um, but I picked it up on PS4. I think when it when it first you know became available, it, you know, it's free to play. I picked it up and and played it. And immediately was put off by the fact that I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, there's no no tutorial level at all. You get thrown in, and you know most of your your first dozen matches are, are about 10 seconds long um but no i actually sat down my my son was was pretty big into it so i sat down i thought i'd give it a little more of an effort and have just just been hooked but i think it's just a matter of where i'm at right now it just kind of it kind of fits in you know I, I get on and i've got you know maybe a half hour or less and, and i can play a few rounds on there um and you know and just call it a night. So that's that's about all I'm getting into right now. I played through the game we're talking about now um, a couple times. So between that Fortnite, that's that's occupied the last couple of weeks for me. I'm kind of in the same boat. Not as much the long work hours. That hasn't really changed. But it's the I'm just I'm kind of in a game rut. I don't feel like playing mm-hmm. anything necessarily. Like I want to play something, but I'll just pick up my you know, PS4 controller and flip around and, and Mm -hmm. I end up just either playing something for like 10 minutes and be like, nah, I don't want to play right now or playing like one monster hunter quest or whatever. But, uh, this month's free PS plus games are XCOM two and Mm -hmm. trials fusion, which I know I downloaded trials fusion for something, uh, but I haven't really played any of the trials games since the original for any amount of time. And this one I've, it's fit perfectly in what I feel like playing right now. Like I can play mm. it for 20 minutes and feel like I played for three days or I can play it for five minutes and be totally furious with myself, but just move on. Mm-hmm. So that, that's been good for me. It's been a good, uh, just a good game time filler. I did play a lot of, of, of the game we're going to talk about this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. and then I'm still, you know, slowly working my way through persona three and, uh, and I'm staying with, Hey Pikmin. I think I'm on the last world. It's, 
I love the Pikmin games. In fact, I was very disappointed that uh, at the Nintendo E3 let uh, Nintendo Direct there was no mention of a new Pikmin because that would have sold me a Switch. I mean, I would have walked out of my house to go buy that Switch finally if there was a a Pikmin coming. But but hey, Pikmin is. It's almost like I'm finishing it just to prove a point that I like Pikmin because I really, <laughs> it's not that fun. It's it's uh, it's frustrating in some of the, the the ways that the regular Pikmin game is not as frustrating because you you don't need to pay attention to all your Pikmin on the regular Pikmin game I and mean, you don't want to lose them. But there are so many and you can regrow them pretty quickly, so you can lose one here or there and not feel bad. But hey, Pikmin's like. Almost like Lemmings, where the goal is to get all the, the Pikmin to the end of the level. And a lot of the time, they'll just die because they're unresponsive or they, like, you, you misthrow them just slightly. Uh, it's, it's a pain, but I'm still going to play it. I'm going to finish it. Uh, Jeremy, what have you been playing since our last show? Uh, I'm still kind of going through Far Cry 5. I have almost beat the game, and I, I, I'm, like, on the last uh, general, I guess, uh, of the game. There's, like, three kind of generals uh, that you have to go through the world to, to beat each each section of the 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 map is home to one of these generals and um i have beaten all of them and I, now i i think i actually have enough uh stuff built up that i can go beat this last guy that i need to go do i i that game is really weird to me i i like playing through that game it's just kind of dumb fun to me but the 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 thematics of that game are just all over the place like it's i don't know if you guys ever played far cry 3 or even far cry 4 Mm -hmm. but the story was kind of serious you know it was very kind of dark the villains were very just insane you know over the top you had boss and and uh, fallout 3 and and uh, i forget the guy's name in far cry 4 but very dark storylines for the most part just kind of insane mm-hmm. and this one tries to it does actually do that with these generals and the main bad guy the preacher guy uh it, and these are very dark storylines with these people and you know there's like torture and it, people getting shot in the face and just some really rough stuff but then the next mission has you going and picking up bull testicles for a testicle festival it's like it wants you to to treat this game very seriously in these very kind of uh, serious storylines, but then it's got like here's Saints Row missions after the fact. So it's just it, it's just kind of all over the place with me mm. in, in that regard, and I think that's one of the biggest things that's really kind of taken me out of the game a lot of the times is just you can't really want people to take you very seriously. And then, you know, go find a, a piss tape for the president in, in like the next mission. It's just it's weird. It's a really weird game. But I'm still I, I, I like it a lot more than Far Cry 4 still. I think it's just the setting. And I'm, I'm not going to, to be like, oh, God, I just hated my time playing. I, I did really enjoy it for the most part. But it's, it's just it's a weird game to me. And I don't know why. Um, the only other thing I really want to mention is uh, those those two games from last week that I was playing, the Street Fighter Collection and the Genesis Collection. Mm-hmm. I did not mention, well, I, they just come out, so I didn't really get to play them. But the Genesis Collection, the online multiplayer is basically just broken. Like, if you want to play with another person online, that game is just, it's it you can't really. Very, very, just hard to play with another person. The lag is terrible. People are just flipping out all over the screen sometimes. It's it's broken. And Street Fighter, for the most part, has been okay for me, but there have definitely been a lot of matches where it's just the, the lag has been bad as well. And hopefully, 
that will be fixed. I don't have much hope that the Genesis collection will be fixed, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that maybe Capcom can do something with the Street Fighter collection because that's it's so much fun to play those old those old Street Fighter games, but it just sucks to have that lag. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is something that should have been fixed years ago with these games. So, but that that's that's really all I've been playing. Well, of course. That's not the only thing you've been playing, because thankfully, I'm sure you logged mm-hmm. many hours into Alex Kidd and Miracle World for the Sega <laughs> Master System. I was telling Jeremy P. right before this, I forgot I own this game. Um, that, that, that's a good start. I, that's a real good start to an episode. <laughs> I, I, I can swear I just rented it here and there. I, I distinctly recall playing this as a child, and as we'll talk about it, I recall where I quit every single time. Um, but yeah, this is one actually, the the I was, I was a Nintendo kid growing up, and I had my NES. Uh, my parents were the ones that picked up the Master System. Uh, they were, and uh, that's where I got the. That's where I got it from. They were big video game collectors, you know. Up, you know, everything that was out up till that time that I came around, um, and we had this game, and I remember playing it a, a handful of times. Um, but I, I, the Master System, I, I just I had a few games. I had you know I had a Rambo game, uh, I had Rocky, and and I had Alex Kidd, and maybe a couple other ones here and there. I. But, uh, yeah, I remember playing this one a couple times. I didn't have a lot of distinct memories other than uh, the, the part, like I said, we'll get to that's the, the main point of frustration in this game. Um, but, yeah, a lot of things instantly became familiar as I, as I started to play along. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say my opinion as we go along. It's, it's an interesting game, and it's... it's um, I guess Sega. This was Sega's honest effort at a, a mascot. I guess to to compete with Mario. It's their second mascot, at least for the Master System. Uh, the original mascot was supposed to be Opa Opa from um, Fantasy Zone. Mm. That was the mm. original Sega mascot, uh, at least mm. on their you know in, in Japan, I guess. Um, but but you know Nintendo came out here around the same time, but was far more popular and uh, in no small part to Super Mario Brothers, uh, mm-hmm. which was not a launch title for the Nintendo, but came out later and, and really was what pushed that system to the next level. So they wanted a another mascot that was similar. Uh, this game is is obviously a, a take on coming up with a mascot like that. Um, interestingly, uh, I guess fairly recently, uh, there was a the, one of the creators mentioned that this is actually supposed to be a Dragon Ball game, but they never got the license, so they then totally changed it around. Uh, but that's that that's the actual uh, origin of the Alex Kid franchise. Well, it was supposed to be Dragon Ball, and is not. Mm. But but it does it does look like it's you know if you want to have a, a, a side scrolling running jumping character uh, to kind of to, to do what Mario does and and more. Alex Kid is that character, uh, although the and more. It is kind of a mess. It's kind of a giant mess, but but an interesting mess, I think. I, I, I'll say this much. I, I'll say, there's a lot of, uh, before we get too in-depth, there are a lot of honest efforts put into this game, I think, at, at uh, taking what Mario does, the you know the left-to-right side scrolling, and trying to change it up a little bit. And we'll talk about that as we, we go through the stages on here. 
and I guess I, I never actually got to play this as a kid. I, I The only time I ever saw this was a, a demo station in a Kmart. Like they had a, a demo station of a Sega Master System hooked up forever in that place. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they still had it like hooked up in like 1992 for some reason. But they had Alex Kidd playing in that thing every single time I went there. And I, I would play it a little bit, you know, but that was the extent of it. I, and every time I was like, this seems okay. You know, it doesn't seem like it's as fun as something like that's on a Nintendo, uh, like Mario or something like that. But you know, this, it seems fun and it kind of, you know, I, there, there are parts of it that I do like, but it is definitely not, maybe not as much fun as I thought when I was a kid. Mm, mm. And I, and I remember liking uh, yeah, I mean, there are good parts here and there. Uh, and the first thing that really caught me was the the title screen. And I love on the title screen, it gives you, you know, the, the title and the characters on there. And it also throws up just like some little screen grabs. And that really caught my eye early on. You don't really see that too much in, in games at the time. Uh, a lot of times you just get the title flashing across the screen and that's it. So to get these little little previews of all the, the things and the vehicles you were going to encounter in the game, uh, that, that really drew me in, at, at least at the beginning. Well, it's, it's, got, uh, it's got vehicles. It's got items you can use it's got Mm -hmm. uh, an interesting boss fight mechanic it's got a lot uh, to try Mm -hmm. to do things that that mario does and and even more it it starts out very basic though the the first level is it's you start at the top of a level you you go down instead of left to right and you have two abilities you can jump and you can punch Uh, your fist turns into a comically large fist and it breaks through blocks and there are star blocks you can hit to get money and then there are other question mark boxes that can give you items, they can give you one-ups they can also give you a death character that if it catches you will kill you Uh, much like Hmm. Mario in his weakest form, one hit will kill Alex Kidd, but unlike Mario he does not have a million mushrooms or anything to make it so he can grow larger and take another hit Uh, Alex Kidd dies in one hit pretty much all the time unless he's yes. using a vehicle or using an item that would make him impervious to damage for a moment. Generally mm. though, Alex Kid dies in one hit from everything and and that's what makes this game uh, the first thing that makes this game in my opinion incredibly cheap. I, I don't think it's a very fair game and I'm going to say that early on. I, I I do like this game, but it is not a fair game. Oh, it's not a fair game at all, and I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way in case you are listening to this and then intend to go out and play this game. Uh, those star blocks with, with the money in them, get them all. Uh, I, I played through this game twice. Uh, once, I kind of barely went through and busted you know, I, the, as few blocks as, as possible to get through. Uh, the other time I actually went through, took my time. The, that money is going to come in, in handy you know, pretty soon and and fairly often throughout the game. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the biggest pro tip I can give you is just, you know, start collecting those. I played through and pretty much wasn't able to buy hardly anything, and and it's a pain. It's a, it's a noticeable difference. You know, another good pro tip would be uh, to maybe actually know what you're buying when <laughs> using the yes. money. Yes, <laughs> you like get one no of those first things. Uh, I, you get to a shop in like the second stage, I think, and like you walk in and the dude's like, please buy the things you want or something. Mm-hmm. And like there's a bike and there's a bracelet and then there's something with a question mark on it. Like yes. I can figure out the bike. 
maybe the bracelet. I don't know. That's just, you know, trial and error. And then there's a thing with the question mark on it. Like, I don't even know what, the, there's no descriptions anyway. So it's just extra mystery as to what you're buying with this money. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm guessing in the instruction book, they will tell you these things, but I did not have an instruction book. So it was just like, okay, well, here's some random shit that I can buy. I don't know. Uh, the instruction book does, in fact, explain all these items. The instruction book also uh, gives you a completely different story than the story you get in the game. Uh, it also gives you different names for everything. The names are used in the game. Uh, for example, uh, the the when we get to the boss fights, uh, the the boss fight characters have full names in this instruction book. Uh, and when you run into them in the game, they just say things like "I'm Stonehead." So it's definitely it's got a lot to say, uh, but it definitely does explain what you're doing, uh, what the items are, and and you know why you'd want them, or or you know, even what they, they would cost in the store. The first level doesn't have a store. You wouldn't know there's a store at first anyway, and you're right, Billy. You want to get all those money bags you can. Uh, you end up just going you know, from top to bottom, falling down, uh, fighting birds the whole way down. And then, unlike in, in a Mario game or something else, there is an underwater section like Mario had, but it's in the same stage. You fall to the bottom, all of a sudden the level switches to a left-to-right side-scrolling underwater level. Music changes, but it doesn't, it doesn't load another level or anything. It's a seamless switch from one to the other. And then you, you punch fish underwater. It's not the most incredible set of enemies you'll fight in the uh, the first couple levels, mm-hmm. but it's neat that it has that switch from you know from a, a regular running jumping game to a swimming game. And, and underwater, uh, you definitely swim around. You don't have to push the button to swim up or down. You just use your controller. Uh, at the end of every level, uh, especially the first level, for example, there is a hamburger, and you grab the hamburger, and it ends your level. Now, if you played the Japanese version, it's a rice ball. The original version of the game was a rice ball, but they figured Americans aren't smart enough to figure out what a rice ball is, so mm-hmm. they turned it into a hamburger. And then you're greeted to a map screen. It's just a very short map that kind of shows you where you've been, where you're going, and, uh, and it's Alex Kidd eating his hamburger or rice ball. And then it goes to the next level, which is where you find that first shop. And yes, it doesn't tell you a damn thing about any of those items. Now, you could find the bracelet's the only item you could find in the previous level. One of the question mark blocks in the previous level gives you the power bracelet. Now, I'm assuming that you both played this this time through on an emulator. Yes, yes. Or, I mean, yeah. you know, maybe. Maybe you went out and bought a system. I actually have my Master System 2. This is the built-in oh, game boy. for the Master System 2. So I was playing this on the Master System, and... To pause the game, which is how you use the items aside from vehicles, you have to actually walk up to the system and hit a button. It's not a, There's no pause button on the Master System Controller. The Master System Controller had a, a cross pad, or it wasn't even a cross pad. It was like mm-hmm. a big square directional pad and, and, and a 1 or 2 button. And then the pause button is actually on the system itself. Now, this doesn't seem useful now but but when you remember that the atari 2600 and the intellivision every other system up to this point had all those buttons on the console that doesn't seem so bad but man nintendo really knocked it out of the park putting a pause button or the start button on the controller that was that was excellent (laughs) so in this game (laughs) if you're playing it on the actual system you have to actually either be sitting right next to your system or you have to run up and hit the pause button with your hand uh, in the middle of combat or whatever it is you're doing so that you can get to your item assignment screen that, if you, that sounds just insane. <laughs> like, I didn't you know, like. I played this on an emulator, and I remember someone in the past saying that uh, that you had to do this with this game to to access the inventory screen. And I'm just like, what did you do as a kid? Like, did you sit right next to the system like the entire time you were playing? Because it doesn't seem like that would be very fun to just have to get up and run to the system every single time. Like, you would literally have to sit right next to it, right? 
Yes, and and the controller cables are short. I mean, they're probably six feet long, so mm-hmm. you're not gonna gonna be sitting way back unless you bought those extenders. And I don't even know if they made those extenders uh, early on in that in that <laughs> console. I know that by the end of it, they must have existed, but early on, maybe not. But yeah, you, you'd have to sit right next to the console, or or again, run up to it like I had to, because uh, I do have extenders and I'm sitting comfortably about ten feet away from the system. So <laughs> I end up moving my system right next to me because after about a level and a half, I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm not going to do this." Uh, so if you didn't know, especially on the co- at the time, you had to push that pause button to get to those. You wouldn't. You might even know what those items you're grabbing do because you never use them. But the power bracelet you could technically find in the first level pretty easily, mm-hmm. and once you equip it it lets you shoot a beam out of your hand so you're not just punching now you're like punching an energy beam that does a a fair amount of damage and it goes through blocks so you could break multiple things at once it makes the game much easier uh the downside of all these items when you use them is they go away when you finish the level if you die which since you can die in one hit and it's a fairly cheap game you're going to die probably pretty quickly uh and if you go from like in the first level or one of the later levels where this happens if you go from an air section to a water section it also ends the use of that item and you don't get it back at the end of the level so if you use it in level one and you finish level one in level two you don't start with those power-ups so the only way to get more is to either find them in the level or to buy them at the shops the shops don't cycle items out. The shops are always the same thing every time. So that first shop, like you mentioned, it has a motorcycle. You don't really need a, a lot of instruction for what that does. Uh, as far mm-hmm. as, you know, will it be a motorcycle? The answer is yes. It will be a motorcycle, and you will ride it. Uh, unlike the other items, if you buy a vehicle, you immediately wear it. So if you buy a motorcycle in a, in a shop, you're going to come out of the shop riding that motorcycle, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, the, the second item is the bracelet we already talked about. And that question mark item is teleport powder. But teleport powder just makes you invincible. So it's a poorly named invincibility item. It lasts mm-hmm. for maybe 10 seconds, 15 seconds, and there's no real warning that it's going to end. It just ends. So there's other parts of the level where I was excited that I had the invincibility and it ran out as I walked into a guy. <laughs> uh, and then you just want to punch everything around you. The uh, I do not believe invincibility makes you, or the te- teleport powder makes you invincible to spikes. Uh, much like many platformers, there are spikes in different levels, some of them in painful amounts, oh, yeah. and they will immediately kill you as well. Uh, and in, in, if you're in a level where you have, say, in this case it's the motorcycle, uh, you get the motorcycle, you'll get to ride the motorcycle, it, it makes you go very fast, you can still jump, uh, there is no attack as a motorcycle, but anything you drive into is immediately dead, so I guess your motorcycle is the attack. However, if you hit a wall, any wall, even if you just graze the wall, your motorcycle immediately vanishes, and you're back to just being Alex Kidd. Uh, in some, in a later level, you'll get a motorcycle, and you have to go through a whole bunch of spike pits. And if you die and lose your motorcycle, you're going to have a real, real rough time getting through the rest of that level because there's no way to get that bike back. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is infuriating. But yes, the motorcycle you can buy is, is obviously what it is in the first. The second level is where you get that first motorcycle, and... I think it's a pretty easy level to use a motorcycle on. It's kind of a test to see if you can get used to using the vehicle and, and try to dodge a few things. But generally, it allows you to fly through that level very, very quickly. Yeah, and you got to have that bike. If not, um, it's not a hard level, and I didn't have it. But if you were to lose the bike early on, uh, obviously this level and, and most levels where you start with the bike are, are meant to be. They're confident you're going to make it through with that bike because it's a little bit longer. And if you're on foot, these levels all of a sudden sudden just become a chore to to kind of amble through slowly. 
Well, I lasted about three seconds on the bike because I didn't realize that I would just be riding the bike as soon as I came out of the shop. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, <laughs> that sounds about right. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to uh-huh. buy this. And I, uh-huh. I was on a bike and I was going and I hit something and then I was done. So mm. I was like, well, that was fun, I guess. I don't know. And then the rest of that stage, that's about the time when I was like, and I'm really getting tired of punching these blocks because yeah, that was literally the rest of the stage. <laughs> it wanted you to use the bike to get around the, the rest of the stage. But no, I was going along just punching punching the blocks to get get over them or, or through them and uh it, it was probably my fault that i did it wrong you know and i, I just wasn't expecting uh, to be riding the damn bike but i mean that's just how the game is it doesn't really uh warn you or tell you you know it's like you've got the bracelet that you actually have to equip but then the bike you're just you're going and if you're not prepared for that then you're just kind of you gotta fucking figure it out really quick and it's fast. So if you're not ready once you get on that bike and you push forward to move at all, you fly. And you'll probably fly into a block and immediately stop being on a bike. Yeah, that, that's that's about how that works the first time through. And unfortunately, uh, every time you get a bike, it's kind of that situation. Because if you don't know the levels ahead of time, you're probably going to j- just accidentally jump or drive into a block. It's, it's mm-hmm. a, again, a fairly unfair game in many ways. It's a very short game. You can finish this game in under an hour, but it's very mm-hmm. unfair to make it so it's still a challenge. Uh, at the yeah. end of the second level, though, if you get if you either fight your whole way through and punch a bunch of blocks, and it is fairly repetitive because they do expect you to use the bike, but you know normally you use the bike, you get to the very end of the level, uh, there's a, a place where you have to hit a wall, there's no way around it, and you get to your first boss battle. Jesus. Which, in this game, the boss battles are Jenkin. J-A-N-K-A- <laughs> K-E-N, but for everybody else uh, that would listen to this podcast, it's Paper, Rock, Scissors. You play a best of three round of Paper, Rock, Scissors against gentlemen with names like Stonehead, Paperhead, and Scissorshead. Uh, And that, (laughs) at least the first time you fight them, whatever their head is, is the first thing you can use to beat them on one round. Mm, uh, Jenkins appropriate, because this is just uh, some jank shit here. This is awful. This is it. This is second level. This first Jenkins showdown is usually as a child where I tapped out. It's just, it's the system. It's, it's rock, paper, scissors, just like you'd play against someone else. You have a little bubble over your head that shows what you're thinking about. Um, and you don't know what they're thinking. And uh, as, as there's an item that'll help you out. Uh, Jeremy P made uh, made me privy to that knowledge, and I was was very hopeful that was going to make it a more positive experience. Uh, but yeah, it's just I've never seen a game, a boss fight, nonetheless, come down to just such a random. There's no skill involved. It's just it's completely random. And if if you lose, uh, you die. I mean, that's you can lose all your lives right there during this this round of Jenkin. And I just I I can't stand it. My blood started to boil up as soon as we announced that we were going to play this game, and it hit me. I was like, oh no, this is the one with the rock paper scissors fights in it. And I it would be different. If there was like some hint, through, or just the fact that their fucking heads are shaped like the damn things, maybe Paperhead throws paper out most of the time, or or maybe just some hints, or just shopkeep, tell me that, 
you know, what he's more most likely to play or something like that, or drop some hints somewhere to where when I go into this fight, I'm, I'm at least informed. I feel like I'm armed with some kind of at least slight advantage to get through this, but it is just, it's completely random. And it just, the first time it got me on here, uh, it took me out of it right again. I just, the happiest I have ever been for save states. If ever there was a case for save states in video games, this is it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm the same way. It just it, it amazes me that this was something that was put in a video game. I know there's a lot of people that'd be like, well, you know, it was old. It was an old game. Nobody really knew what you should do in a video game back then. But I, I, I really want to meet the person that was just like, you know what would be a good idea for a, a boss fight? Paper, rock, scissors. Everyone will love that. Be- I just That's the only mm. thing I can think of because why else would you put this in here it's just like Billy said, it's completely random. There's no skill to it at all. It's it's just hoping for the best. And, and that's literally it. It's the fact that you could make a perfect run up till this point, you know, not do anything wrong during, you know, the platforming sections, make the entire bike ride through and you can exhaust all your lives right here just because you are just not randomly guessing. Uh, the correct thing. And and the item I was talking about that, that Jeremy P. let me in on, uh, it, it puts a little thought bubble above their head. And you can see what they're thinking about throwing out there. However, that being said, it usually fixates on one thing the entire time. And then right before it's time to make your, your final selection, it'll change. And you've just, it's a split second for you to make the, the proper adjustment. And it just, it helps a little bit. Uh, I maybe won a, a few matches because of it, but and you got to get three. You got to win three of these things again. Each boss, three times you got to beat these fuckers, and it oh, it's painful. When even the item they give you that should be the grand equalizer that's going to help you still doesn't do much. This is just it's poor. It's one of the most bizarre. And, and infuriating decisions I've seen in a game. I can't. Like, how did you play this as a kid? Like, did you beat this did, as a kid? I, like, no, what, I, did you get no. through it? Like, I played up till this point. Up till this point. This is why I played fucking Rambo on the Master System all the damn time. Because uh, this thing was two levels, and, and I was done. Um, I can't recall the time that I got past this. And I, I don't think I... I it's not one of those things where I didn't have, as a kid, I had a, a decent amount of patience. And if I was really into a game, I could hunker down and play through it. I think even then I was kind of just blown away by just the, the, the unfairness of it. And shit, I still am. I, I can't believe that this is in here. I have not seen anything like that before. And I don't think I've seen anything that's left up to chance like this, to this extent, after it. I don't think it's necessarily all random. I think if you play through it enough, you do learn. Like, for example, I have notes I wrote in this manual uh, before we bothered playing this. So this is from when I owned it originally. Uh, that that with the with the first with Stonehead and Scissors Head, the first time you fight them, it's it's always the item that their head is. So rock, you know, for Rockhead, Rockhead, Rockhand, Face, whatever his name is. Uh, he will, you do rock for the first one, and he'll pick scissors. And then you pick, uh, I want to say scissors because he picks paper. But if you screw that up, then it keeps changing. 
So I'm sure that it's all it's not random, uh, but I, I don't I never figured it out like twelve steps down for that first fight. Well, um, that that's a lot of playthroughs to get that. Well, thank, I mean, to, again, the game is short. The game is short, and if you know what you're doing on those first two levels, yeah. and and especially the first level, I mean, you can blow through that level, and if you get the bike, the second level, I mean, you're at this boss fight in a matter of minutes. So it's mm-hmm. not a this first one that item that you brought up, which is a a, a ball. I think it's the telepathy ball. You find it in level seven, but this is the only paper rock scissors battle you can you can get to. That there's no way to get that thought bubble. There's no way to get mm-hmm. that extra item. So you, I mean, again, mm-hmm. I'm not defending it because it's still incredibly cheap and unfair. But at least it's unfair at a, at about five minutes in. Um, I, you know, once you know how to get to this pretty quickly. Thankfully, after this, there's not any more of those for the next four levels or five levels. However, they do introduce you to the next vehicle you get, which is like a helicopter bubble thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that thing. Uh, that thing is great. Um, basically, you can you can buy it in, or I think you get it for free at the end of of the next level, and then you can buy it in a couple shops after that. But basically, it's 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 exactly what it sounds like. It's like a, a helipad paddle thing. You you can shoot in it which is great and the other button that jumps normally just lets you go up uh and then you kind of drift down slowly so you got to learn how to use you know how much you can push up because again just like the bike if you hit any walls uh you can actually hit a wall sideways with this thing and not lose it but if you drive upwards and hit a wall with your propeller Mm -hmm. you crash immediately and for at least the first couple of those levels with this uh with this vehicle the bottom is water, so you go to a water level that's just more punching fish and, and getting to the end to get that hamburger. But uh, if you can keep it, there are later levels where you get the helicopter item and you're doing it over you know, instant kill. I don't think it's lava, but it's like swampland or something. And, and you'll die immediately if you pop that. Uh, so you definitely have to get used to using it, but compared to the, the motorcycle and the third vehicle you get later which is only for one level which is totally useless is a boat um i don't i don't know did did at least the helicopter levels and the motorcycle levels i generally can get through them the whole way to the boss without a problem but mm-hmm. that boat which is what level eight, oh. maybe eight or nine i can't get more than three feet with it it's like it, it's set up so there's one thing you have to jump but at the same time there's a bird flying right at you and there's no way to time it right i yes. just it yes. sucks I have I determined that that's just impossible. Uh, I have tried that one several times over. Uh, the boat I can the the motorcycle yeah I can I'll ride it you know till the till you have to get off of it the the chopper yeah I mean that's a definitely the most useful uh, vehicle in the game. It's it's a lot of fun to actually use that one. That's one of the the main compliments I can give the game is that the uh, you know the bike's decent fun and it, it kind of changes the pace up a little bit to have a you know a vehicle and and the choppers uh you know it's a blast to go through with that one. Um, but yeah, the boat. I I did not clock in a lot of time in the boat. I didn't do too well with the boat. I don't know if there's just a lack. Of, it doesn't sound like it's a lack of skill on maybe it's a lack of skill on both our parts. I don't know. Maybe Jeremy Gregory. Maybe he was the master of the boat. How did how did you fare with that thing? I literally the same thing you guys did. I, I well, I'm kind of in the same in, in the same boat. I, I did not enjoy. <laughs> I did not get very far with it. I, by far, my favorite is is the little helicopter thing, though. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's when the game. Anytime the game gave me that that thing, I was just like, yeah, this is all right. This is pretty fun, and 
I, I, you kind of mentioned it earlier, but I always thought it was, it's impressive that even if you do die and you fall into the water, it does transition into a water stage or something mm-hmm. like that. So uh, it's, it's, I, I love that the game does that, but then there's all the, also the time it's like, man, I still wish I was in that helicopter and not in this underwater stage. But it, yeah, the, by far my favorite is, is the helicopter, the boat. Uh, I, I couldn't do anything with it. Well, and, and at least for that boat level, after you, you lose your boat, you sit, go back into the underwater level, and it's a pretty short underwater level. You can kind of just finish it off. Same with the helicopter. The first helicopter level, if you keep the helicopter the whole time, is it's not super long, but you'd, mm. you'd probably spend three times as long in the helicopter than you would if you just immediately sank to the water and just swam through like three screens and you get to the end. Uh, the, de- the upside is on the helicopter in that, in that level specifically, there's so much money in the helicopter part that you'd be really shorting yourself by not trying to keep it. Because you can basically get enough money in those helicopter levels to, to get all the way through the game buying everything you possibly could buy at the shops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there's a, a chain of levels that are all kind of, you know, there's a couple that are... The helicopter level, I think there's a couple that are, are ground only. I think there's an underwater level. They're all more of the same than what you've already seen. And then you get to level 7. Um, oh, wait, there is a boss fight in the middle that is not paper, rock, scissors, where you fight a bull that literally just runs at you over and over again while you punch it. Not the most amazing <laughs> boss fight. Um, but, that was but an I will incredible you, boss, by the way. Just... When you miss it, if you do like, miss it. Is this all it's going to do? Well, yeah, that's all it does. There's no other skills to it. And it just gets a little faster each time. But if you do miss it, it's infuriating because one hit and you're dead, obviously, and then you have to redo that whole fight again. Which again, it's not long, but it's still just like, oh, after you mess it up once, then it's it's like it's just anxiety that you're going to mess that button up again and, and miss your mm-hmm. timing somehow on the one button you have to hit to punch this cow in the face. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> when you get to level seven, that's the cave level. That's the level where you get the telepathy ball. Um, you get about halfway through the stage, and you'll see these two like a telepathy ball and a, and a money bag that you can fall off a ledge and get to. Uh, once you grab that telepathy ball, that's not an item you use. It's just in your inventory and it works. And whenever you get to the Jenkin battles, which you still have to fight Scissor's Head and Paper Head, and then actually fight all of them again, and the last fight are all um, Paper Rock Scissors fights. And you, yes, like Billy said, they have a little thought bubble that comes on their head. At the beginning, they'll slowly cycle through you know, paper, scissors, paper, scissors, rock, paper. And then they sit on one. So you think, okay, this is what they're going to use. They put on scissors or whatever, so you get rock. But then right before the music ends, because they all have that, that little song they play while you play paper, rock, scissors, it immediately will shift. Or sometimes it won't shift. So it's not like you can plan on a shift. Sometimes they shift. So you just gotta got to have it down to where you know, like, I have one second left on this music. So if I'm on scissors, for example, if I hit down, it's paper, and up, it's rock. And you just got to be ready and waiting it definitely makes it trivial but you have to get down that timing and get used to playing it with that with the telepathy ball otherwise it still seems like it's very random uh but you just kind of got to get down how to figure out you know from the 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 thing that i'm on what's up and what is down so you can cycle quickly to whatever you need to be when they make that shift it's uh it's still tough i still screw it up sometimes now but but without the telepathy ball i don't know if you could get through the rest of this game like was it just me, or did it seem like this this uh, item almost made those fights more maddening than what they were? It did. It, can... It's like I said, I, you think you've got it and you think it's done, but then it makes that last second switch, and you just have to frantically, frantically change yours right there. And, and a lot of times, I just wasn't fast enough. 
Or I'd, I'd overthink it. I'd see scissors and I'd be like, yes, paper. And I'd yes. switch paper and go, damn yes. it, you dummy. That wasn't what you're supposed to do. You were on rock. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it, it it definitely made it easier, but at the same time, in some ways, made it a little more <laughs> a little more uh, intense other than just picking one and sitting on it to see if maybe that's what will work out for you. Um, after the you get that telepathy ball, you fight scissors head again. Same exact fight as the, uh, the, the rock head fight. Paper, rock, scissors. But now you have the telepathy ball, most likely. You can skip it. It's an optional item. But again, I don't think that anyone would want to miss it. Uh, then you get to go through a couple levels, and you get to the first castle level. The castle level is the first level where you can actually go back screens you've already been on before. And it's a maze. It's not a very involved maze, but it's definitely a maze full of spikes and death traps and instant death. And I really like the castle levels, but at the same time, in this game specifically... It's almost like, please, please just get through this one room. I hope I never have to go back through it again. And there are some definite tricky jumps even in this first castle. It reminds me a lot of, uh, of like, Kid, Kid Icarus uh, having those mm. fortress levels uh, where they're, you know, screen by screen like a Zelda game would be. But, you know, up and down are actually gravity up and down, not, not walk up and down like a Zelda game. I thought I'd kind of got uh, finally an old school platform game that that went light on the spikes, and and then I got to the fortress level. And I was like, oh, here here are all the spikes that they have been hiding in this game so far. Yeah, the, these things are these castles are just filled with spikes. It seems like, and and that's like their main obstacle basically is getting through these rooms, is jumping around the spikes, jumping over the spikes, uh, figuring out a way around them. It's I, I do enjoy actually that they that they did this. I mean, it's kind of fun that they've they've put this type of uh, kind of ex- exploration kind of dungeon into this style of game. Uh, it's it, I, I like it, but I don't know if I really had fun playing it or not. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a change of pace. Uh, the the rest of the game, I, it's pretty uh, from the looks of it, it's pretty lighthearted. Um, you know, it's got a you know, kind of cartoonish feel to it. And then you get in here and it's, yeah, it's, it's serious business once you're in this castle. And, and I like it too. I, they throw in a little bit of challenge in, I can't say the game on the whole up to this point has been challenging in the, the kind of the classical sense of it. Um, there's a lot of cheap stuff around there and the, and the one hit kills, but uh, it's, it's a matter of once you kind of get the levels down, you can, my second playthrough of this thing, I was, I was done in about 50 minutes or so. Um, but, but yeah, but then you get here and it just, it ramps it up a little bit. And, and I came into this thing, uh, fully unprepared for, for what lied ahead. And you enter some of these rooms and, and you take these rooms in and you know, all right, this is going to kill me. This is going to kill me instantly. Pretty much this whole room. I can't touch a damn thing in this room. And, and yeah, some of those rooms, you step into them, and you, you got to take a second to kind of just plan your strategy out. And I, I like that aspect of it. I will say the, the first dungeon here isn't very challenging. I mean, it's, it's basically just Mm-mm. finding your way through jumping over a few spikes. But later yes. in the game is when oh, yeah. it, just, it ramps up that shit to a crazy degree. Mm-hmm. Now, that said... This is the first time in the game that you can miss items that make it so you can't finish this game. And there's no way to go back. So once you, essentially once you get to the boss of this level, even if you die, you start back in the room with the boss of this level. In the, the one of the previous levels, one of the, uh, at the end of a level, there's like an old man who says, you know, oh, your brother's been captured and he's being held in this castle. In this first castle, you have to find the room your brother's in, 
uh, which is not very hard to find, but you can miss it. And he mm. says, oh, there's a letter here uh, that will, you need to take to the kingdom of Nibbana. And, and if you don't find that letter before you go to the boss, it'll let you finish the boss and go on to the next level, and, and it'll actually let you go up to the very end of the game. However, without this letter, you can't get the Harota Stone, which you get from the, the Lord of Nibbana. If you, if you have the, oh, the letter when you get mm-hmm. to the Lord of Nibbana, he's like, oh, here's a stone that'll help you, and, uh, and then the level ends. It's a very short level. It's just literally you meeting the king. But if you don't have this letter, when you get to that king, he doesn't know who you are, and he's like, I don't want anything to do with you, or something like that. And he summons one of those death ghosts to chase you around. But there is oh, a level-ending hamburger there. So you can just grab the hamburger and be like, what the hell was that? Because, again, the story of this game makes no sense uh, in-game or in the manual. Uh, so you're like, okay, that was weird, but whatever. And you continue on. You get to the very end of the game, and you won't know what to do because you'll be missing that stone because there's no other way to get it. Mm. So I, I don't well, know if you got all the way to the end, Jeremy. I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. If you would have gotten to the end, you would have actually just probably refused to do this episode or any future episode of, of Retrovaniacs that I picked the game for because th- that I found that out the hard way, but... I didn't care, and I was kind of impressed by it, but at the same time, I was like, that is fucking awful. If they would have at least made it so you can't get to the last boss, or there's like a... Even you could walk out of the room you're fighting him in so you can go find it later, maybe that would be better, but no. It's it's like, once you get to the boss, you can't leave that room, and the only way to leave that room is to beat him and go to the next level. Now, that is the second fight with Stonehead, and for the the next three bosses you'll fight, which are the Stonehead, Scissorhead, Paperhead, after you beat them in Jenkin, they then... Their fucking head flies off. Yeah, their head flies off and they attack <laughs> you with their head. And the first time it happened to me, and I knew what happened, but I had forgotten. And it, you know, again, one hit kills. So he just threw his head across the room and it hit me. And I was like, well, that is such a shithead. But thankfully, when you continue, not continue, but when you get your next life, you do start back in that room with that boss after the paper, rock, scissors fight. So you at least get to, to learn the boss patterns. They actually are not very difficult, but again, it's one-hit kills. So learning what to do, you know, once you have it down, great, you can easily knock them out. But you probably had to have lost a couple lives at each of these guys oh, yeah. to figure out their patterns. I thought the game glitched. <laughs> like it looks so it looks so bad when their head just comes off and flies at you. You're just not really expecting that, I guess. Like he's this guy's really mad you beat him in paper, rock, scissor this many times. He's like, I'm throwing my fucking head at you. Well, and, and blame him. I would have thrown my fucking head playing this janking like this. If, if I could have thrown my head across the room at certain points, I would have. But, <laughs> but damn, I tell you, that caught me by. I, I thought something was wrong, too. I couldn't. What? I don't know. Uh, that's a that's another first. Let's add that to the list of first. I, I have never up to this point encountered a boss that took his own damn head off and threw it at me. <laughs> well, it, and again, it wouldn't surprise me if that happened in in a Castlevania. Because okay, sure. Yes. But this is a game where previously all my fighting has involved paper rock scissors. So the fact that it ends with like okay, you beat me, but here take this, and he just throws his head at you, and you have to hit his head three times, and then he'll turn into a you know he, he disappears yeah, turns I, into a hamburger at level ends. I, I assume they were living. Uh, uh, breathing beings and now i mean we got a supernatural fucking edge to it now with this these disembodied heads flying around man if i was a kid and, and saw that and was playing this game i would have probably shit myself like that would have probably scared the shit out of me that dude's head just came flying at me and 
they're i mean these aren't pleasant to look at characters anyway i mean stonehead just basically looks like a giant ball sack so you've got you beat him the way you've beat him every time before and then his head just starts flying at you like i would have probably screamed if you've gotten this far in the game where you you've you've gotten through the first castle and you you, you beat beat Stonehead the second time. You've kind of seen everything the game is going to throw at you until the end. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more levels. It, it's not long after. I think there's five more levels total, and one of which is just meeting that that king of Nibbana who will or will not give you the the tablet based on if you have his letter that you should have gotten in that castle. Um, you go through some more levels, and you will get to Jenkins' castle, which is a much, much harder version of the castle that we just went through. Uh, this is where I stopped. Uh, as a kid, I never got past, you know, playing this now, I know I got through Scissor's Head at the end of level seven, but I don't think I ever mm-hmm. got to the castle. Cause when I got through the, the, in this game, I was like, oh yeah, there is a castle, but I didn't remember any of it, uh, at all. I just knew there was one and I thought it was actually at the end of the game and then it kept going. So I think I never got up to the first castle, but, but I, I got to Jenkins castle this time again on the console. So I didn't have save states. Uh, there is a continue option in this game, but it's kind of shitty. Uh, when you lose all your lives, you have to hold up on the control and hit jump over and over and over again until it says continue mode. It takes $400 from your, your money pool, and any items you've already spent are gone. So there's at least of the reuse, you know, the, the, the items you can use. So especially in this last dungeon, there's not rooms that require things necessarily, but they make your life worlds easier to have some of these items notably the uh, invincibility powder uh, there's a there's a uh, like a shield you can get that you can put on yourself that's basically the the same thing as the invincibility powder but you can destroy things by walking into them and there's mm. a cane that lets you fly uh, in a very awkward fashion your character just flashes and you push him around the screen uh, but there's there are sections <laughs> Another part of this where level I thought the game just glitched <laughs> yeah that is a it's a pretty goofy glitch too uh, I mean it's not a glitch but yeah it looks like it uh, but but that cane makes certain rooms in this castle doable otherwise they're ridiculously painful uh, and there's a room in this dungeon that is underwater and is just a sea of spikes and I died in that room of spikes six times lost my last life and said okay I'm I'm finished. <sighs> I did this tonight about an hour before the podcast and thought, even though I probably could try this again, I'm going to not. I'm not going to play it anymore. I've gotten all the way to the to up to the last next to last level. Uh, and I did watch a, a Let's Play of the rest just to make sure uh, that I didn't miss too, too much. And I want to be able to talk about it. But uh, that room is insane. It reminded me of all the underwater Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles levels uh, where the, the seaweed is everywhere. But worse, because it kills you in one hit. And it <laughs> is it is ridiculous. Yeah, that's the comparison I made also. But yeah, like you said, the turtles uh, is a little forgiving. You could take a, you could take a few hits. Uh, this damn thing. This was a time. This is like the fucking culmination of, of like cheapness in this game. And I got through it, uh, and it was no small feat to get through it. And and at this point in time, if you're playing the game all the way through, you're you're. It's not a long game, but at this point, you're kind of ready. You're ready for this thing to wrap up. So, I mean, you're, you're antsy on top of that. And then this, and this just requires the utmost of coordination and concentration. And I uh, am in low supply of both of those. And it took me many a time. Once again, I was just popping that save state, just loading it over and over again. And it took a while. It, it took a big 
long stretch of time. I would say I dealt more on this particular screen than I did a lot of stages in this game. Yeah, it's, uh, I didn't get this far. I got to the castle and I just didn't, wasn't able to finish. I didn't actually get to the spike thing, but I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here looking at it on YouTube and it looks like you basically just have to be pixel perfect. Like it is just one screen, right? And, but you, there's, it doesn't give you any room to maneuver with this. It's Mm -hmm. just like you, you have to do this perfectly or you will get killed. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's that whole castle has plenty of floors that dissolve when you step on them uh, or, or walls where you have to hit a block and it makes other parts of the wall vanish. So you can go to the next room. I mean, it's, it's a giant puzzle palace. I, I like it, but yeah, that spike room, at least today, uh, the fact that I couldn't continue at any more at that point, cause I was even out of my $400 continues. I didn't have money to continue. in. I was just, I was just done. And, uh, and it was very, very, uh, very, very cheap, very, very difficult. But if you can get through that, and get to the next few rooms that have more fires and things that will kill you pretty quickly. Uh, you get to Jenkin, the last mm-hmm. real boss of the game, who, again, will, will challenge you to the game named after him, Jenkin. And all, like all the other bosses that you just fought previously, then he starts attacking you again after you beat him in Paper, Rock, Scissors. Uh, then you, you, you kill him, climb up a ladder, you save, I think it's supposed to be your mom, I'm not sure. And then you go to the last level of the game, which is a very short water level, that, that ends as you swim downwards and you get to the vault. This room has five different panels on the floor with different symbols and no directions whatsoever. So if you didn't get that tablet, you'd have no idea what you were supposed to do in any order. And even with that tablet, I mean, I don't know, Billy, did you look up what to do at this point or did you somehow figure this out in-game? Oh, no. Uh, don't give me that much credit. My, my mind was gone. At this point, after the spikes, I had to look this one up. Um, I would like to say that given some time, I would have figured it out. But no, I'm uh, no shame in it. Here's, Looked it up and, here's why and you, saved myself a little time. Here's why you probably would not have figured this out. One, the the tablet, you have to first off go to your inventory and look at the tablet. And then it comes up with like this block that it's not mm-hmm. like it shows you five symbols or six symbols or eight symbols in a row. So, you know, like this is the order to do these things in. They're haphazardly thrown all over the rock. Uh, mm. Now, if you assume you read it like a book, mm. okay, sure, left to right, top to bottom. But you don't read it like a book because it was a Japanese game. You read it from right to left, and they didn't translate it. Oh. So you get to the end. If you're not somehow thinking, okay, I, I do this from left, you know, right to left, unlike anything I've ever read before in life, you still wouldn't know what you're supposed to do. So you, yeah, end up, you end up touching, I think it's about eight or nine symbols in a row in the right order, and a crown shows up at the very top of the screen. But as one last, fuck you, <laughs> to get to this far in the game, you have to jump over two spikes to get to the crown. And if you <laughs> hit the spikes and you die, that's obviously going to be it. And if that's your last life, then you've, you've run out of time. Hope you had fun playing Alex Kidd in Miracle World. I'll tell you that. Oh, no, God. Just thinking about that. I, as a kid, if that happened to me, I would have had just fucking shit britches just out of frustration at that point in time. But that, that that's a fitting send-off from this game. Uh, this game just fucking kicks that ass for you at every turn. It's such a weird thing, and I'm. it's probably a good thing I didn't get this far because I didn't get that tablet in the first dungeon. So if I would have got there and... Hell, even if I would have had it, I wouldn't have known to to read it backwards. That's just 
I mean, it's crazy that they would have done that, that they would have thought that anyone would have known that. I mean, maybe they just didn't put that much effort into like making Alex Kidd playable for the Western audience, or they figured maybe somebody would just figure it out. But mm-hmm. that's uh, that's really crazy that they wouldn't actually kind of maybe at least change that around or change it so that you didn't actually have to have that tablet to complete the game. Mm. Well, the book, the the manual does give you a few helpful hints. And I'm going to read these hints out to you because I think they're really important. And if anyone's playing this, these hints will will guide you to the end with no problem. Uh, Timing is everything when you are punching and jumping. Grab as many bags of coins as you can. Make sure to eat the rice ball at the end of each stage. Now, I want to point out if you don't eat that rice ball, the stage doesn't end. And you will just sit there staring at a rice ball for the rest of the time. But that's one of their clues. Yeah, and, yeah, you have to. And don't try to attack fire. It's invincible. Those are the four tips they tell you mm. in the book. Uh, it's, very, it's extremely useful. It will help you with all the problems we just discussed. Um, those are all very all very sound. And I mean, I, those are just life tips in general, right? Those really are. They're good. They, I guess they don't say specifically tips for uh, Alex Kid Miracle. They are just labeled helpful hints. So perhaps this mm-hmm. is just generally... Uh, a good set of rules for you. Uh, so I could just looking out for you, basically. Yeah, yeah. They they want to make sure you are okay, and uh, and you probably aren't okay if you played a lot of this game. I, I love this game. I can't, I can't say I think it's fair, and I can't say it's a it's a game everyone by any means would enjoy in 2018. But at least for me, this is the game I think of when I think of the Sega Master System, and I played mm. hours and hours of it, and I know I didn't get far. Uh, you know, I got to the caves pretty consistently, but it would be one of those games that, like, you get that far and you'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll go play something else. I'll play Dragon's Trap or, or you know, Wonder Boy 3, that, not Dragon's Trap, uh, or another game that I liked a lot more on the system. But this game was one, you know, it was the, the built-in game of the Master System 2. Most people had it anyway because it was their kind of their, their second big mascot character. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know why it grabs me the way it does because it is ultimately an incredibly unfair game that... After about three levels, I don't want to play anymore. But for some reason, maybe it's just the music, but I, I love this stupid game. I can't <laughs> echo those sentiments at all. Um, it wasn't <laughs> it, it wasn't awful. And, and on the list, officially, this is not your worst selection you've made. Oh, I'll, I'll have you know that. It, it has some good points. Uh, the, the chopper, the the transition from the the platforming to the water stage, uh, the castles at the end uh, before they got a little out of hand. Uh, other than that, I just I didn't take away a lot, and I can see why this just did not take off as a mascot. There's just not a lot memorable about this. Everything from the kind of the character design to the to the music and everything else. I, I played through, and then you then you kind of forget. Like I started the beginning of the show, but I forgot I even owned this thing. Um, but it's, it's worth playing through. If you know what you're, you're getting into with the, the, the janking and whatnot, if there is a pattern, I just, I recommend looking the pattern up ahead of time, save yourself the headache. Uh, it's, it's easily the most frustrating thing I've, I've encountered in, in a game we've done for, for this podcast. And it's, uh, I, I don't, I think it's a good looking game. I think it's nice and colorful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, the music's pretty good. I think some of the stages are are well designed. I I don't hate it, but there's just so many really bad and just head scratching <laughs> design 
in this game. It, it just doesn't make sense sometimes as to why anyone would do this or how they would think anyone would be able to complete this game. But otherwise, I mean, if you want to play Alex Kidd, I, I would maybe say play the sequel, which honestly isn't much better, but <laughs> I think it's a better game overall because I have actually played that a decent amount. I, I played mm-hmm. that on Sonic's collection. But uh, this was, like I said, the first time I've actually played this game. So I, I don't know. I, I don't hate it, but it's not anything that I would ever probably go back to. Now, you mentioned the sequel, Jeremy, and I think that means you played The Enchanted Castle. Uh, yes. Alex that, that was on the Genesis. That's the only game after the Sega Master System that he is the star in. He's been a, mm. a character in some of the Sega. Like he's he's a character you can use in in the the Sega Racing game that I have on the Wii U. Um, but but he doesn't have any more make games where he's the star after Enchanted Castle. But actually, that's that's not the first sequel that came out for this. There were three other games on the Master System that had Alex Kidd on them. Mm. Uh, Alex Kidd and the Lost Stars is actually, in my opinion, a, a a worse game than this. It's a more standard running and jumping type Mario game. I think it's boring. Um, now that said, I I didn't own it. I didn't play a lot of it. I tried it once and remember it being boring. And I watched a, a video of it and yep, certainly looks like it's a boring game. Um, it is based on an arcade game, so maybe the arcade game is more exciting. But the the Sega Masters version is not as interesting as this. They get rid of all the items. They get rid of all the other abilities. You're just running and jumping uh, and collecting uh, collecting stars, I believe. Uh, the the second game is Alex Kidd in High Tech World, and it is unintelligible. It is not even originally an Alex Kidd game, much like Mario Brothers 2 wasn't really Mario Brothers, you know. Uh, it's same idea for this, but this is an adventure game, like not an adventure game, like a, almost like a, a a graphic adventure, starring Alex Kidd trying to escape his palace. Uh, but it's things like you'll have to go into certain rooms at certain times of the day and talk what? to different people uh, after you, you can figure out the riddles to get through. You know, you have to give different people different items and, and get keys and find your way out of this castle. And then there's a series of action games where you fight ninjas in the woods and then you go to a town and the town is another like graphic adventure game. I love that game, too, but it is batshit crazy and it makes no sense. Uh, there's there's a lot of puzzles that I, you know, we we figured out by playing trial and error as kids and i'm sure some of it had to come from either things that were in the manual or someone calling the sega tip line uh to figure it out because we did get through that one uh as kids but it was it was one of those things where it's like no you just have to know that's the answer you're like well that doesn't make any sense uh and the the whole point of that game is to to escape your castle fight a bunch of ninjas get through a town to get to an arcade where he can play outrun uh, so you get that. That's Alex Kidd in High Tech World, and the last game that was out for the system in the U.S. at least was uh, Alex Kidd in Shinobi Land, uh, which is basically the first four levels of Shinobi, uh, where you are Alex Kidd instead, and he turns into a ninja. <laughs> and really, it's barely an Alex Kidd game either, but it's like a goofy Shinobi uh, with Alex Kidd characters and stuff. But hey, whatever. Uh, then on the Genesis, he came out with with Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle, and that was a launch title, I believe, or if not, an extremely early Genesis title. And it's it's the closest thing to this game of the sequels that were had Alex Kidd. Um, I never got that far in it. I have it too. I actually had it on, on cart and on the the Sonic's Ultimate Game Collection or whatever. And it's it's okay, but I don't think it has. It, it's missing something that I that this game has for me, and I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, maybe it's that that in that game 
you know, all the, the Jenkin fights are actually, you get a bunch of them. There's like houses everywhere and you go into them and sometimes there's Jenkin fights in them for no reason. And it just, it seems like it's, it's really thrown together worse than this. I thought most of the levels in this, even if they were a tad long because they expect you to have a vehicle, were put together very well. I did not feel that way about Enchanted Castle. So yeah, if you it, that was the last Alex Kidd game. Uh, if you're going to play one, this is the one I recommend the most to be the most complete and interesting Alex Kidd game. Um, but you know, uh, maybe on this podcast, I'm the only one who feels that way. But uh, <laughs> but at least it's one more that I can mark off my list of games I'm going to make people play. <laughs> <laughs> I like I said, I don't hate it. I, I don't hate the game. I, it's. Uh... It's certainly not in in the lower realms of of some of the games that you have made play. <laughs> There's just like I said, just too many little things. I was just like, oh man, this is just an old game where people that didn't know how to make games fun made it. So the general consensus from both of you and everyone who listens is that I should not be allowed to pick games for a while. Uh, I've apparently picked some that are less than exciting or games people don't care about, uh, <laughs> or just games that make everyone else you know hate me more so we're gonna i'm gonna take a break from picking games uh next episode is i believe jeremy picked this we're gonna cover super metroid for the super nintendo mm. uh that that's one uh, i mean I, I love the metroid series that is one i think we've all played before uh so it'll be fun to, to revisit that um and and after that we'll, we'll go through and someone that's not me will pick the next few games but i will come back with turbo graphics games at some point in the future if you're lucky just turbo graphics games i might delve into the link some We'll see what happens. I mean, it's been a minute since I played Super Metroid, but I'm pretty sure there's no Jenkin matches in it. So for yeah. everyone wondering, I, I I think we're in the clear with that. Now, that's more of a Metroid Prime thing, but uh, we're not covering that. <laughs> we'll be covering, actually, probably just Metroid Other M, which I, I might be the only person who like that. I might that, I, I Maybe I just have bad taste in games. Perhaps that is what we found out over the last 70 episodes of, of Retrovaniacs. <laughs> So please listen to us next time. Play along with us. Play Super Metroid. It's available on every single thing Nintendo's ever put out, including the uh, SNES Classic. And until then, you can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter at RetrovaniaNet. And we will see you next time.